What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rockcast, sponsored by Onyx Hunt Maps. We have my buddy Jonah Bell on today, and uh, Jonah filmed my sheep hunt in Alaska, so we're going to go through that whole bad boy right now. So thanks for taking the time, man. I know you're busy. Absolutely. It's, uh, I'm glad we finally got a minute to sit down and do this. Yeah. So one of, one of my favorite uh, parts about this trip was like the first night we were in a tent. Jonah rolls out and he's like, well, first night in a tent, it's complete. <laughs> yeah. Really didn't spend a whole lot of time doing the backcountry stuff till uh, we got up in the country. Yeah. And dude, you did great. Like overall, what did you think about it? Um, I really didn't think about it a whole lot going into it, which was probably a good thing. But, uh, I mean, the first week I say was, it was tough. Nothing either of us can handle, obviously, but it, uh, it definitely got better. Yeah. Yeah. It got better as we yeah. It like, there was a hell of a lot more rocks in the, that place. And I thought that there was going to be, I didn't realize that like, the only time you were walking on grass is like when we were at the airstrip or when you were like, if you were below the brush line or whatever, but everything up in sheep country was like, you were just walking across rock slides. Right. It, it took a minute to get used to the rocks. That's for sure. Especially at that elevation. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like going into it, like the cardio stuff, if you were, you know, if one were to get ready for it, like I tried to bike a bit and then hike, of course, but like what a person really needs to do is be able to handle like 50, 60 pounds on their back, like very slow and controlled and right. smooth. Cause if you got like, if you didn't have a good core and where you just were strong and you like got off balance on some of those rocks, like you're going to break some stuff. That's for sure. I don't think you need to do anything too crazy. It's just, if you got the will to do it, you're going to be able to do it, you know? Yeah. I think that that's like the best point right there. So we, um, so we flew up. So you were filming for first light. This was basically a Sig Sauer hunt that I got to be a part of, which was pretty crazy. Um, so that's kind of the background on it. And we got a hold of like back in January, I got a hold of a guy the outfitter's name is Luke Tyrell and the outfit's name is Tyrell's trails. So we got a hold of them and they had some space or how, however that, that worked. Um, and we booked the trip for this year and he just like, he told me he had a couple cancellations and, and he could fit us in. Everybody else was out until 2023. So we got really lucky to get this trip and, um, got everything got everything booked and then yeah we got up there like august 7th we stayed the night in fairbanks and then we rolled to right air service the next morning and they took us in and then once we got to the lake it's called chandelier lake where uh that outfit has her like main lodge like base camp basically then we got shuttled out by luke from there to a a ridge that I wouldn't even really call. I mean, it's an airstrip, but I've been in a lot of super cubs and that was pretty, sh that was kind of short, but, uh, yeah, that, that was badass. what do you think of that? Um, just the, like the small plane stuff. Well, that obviously was a first for me doing that. And, uh, I didn't know I was going to take it, but just, uh, Luke, Luke can fly like 
I was pretty amazed at some of the stuff he was landing on. Like, like you said, the, the airstrips were extremely tiny and he was just putting us right where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was pretty awesome. It was freaking neat. Yeah. It was super cool. So we got to the airstrip and that would have been on the eighth. So that was season open the 10th. So we were there like a couple of nights before season and like we found, um, you know, we like went a little ways to the camp and then we found, we started finding sheep right away pretty much and watched them like the next day, the weather was nice and we watched them feed through a saddle on the ninth. And then we were like, Oh yeah, we're going to be all set up for the 10th. And, uh, it's not, uh, it's not exactly the way I guess that it went. We, we, there was like this big, there was like, if I remember right, there was a saddle and then there was this big, uh, I don't even know what you'd want to call it. Just like a top, like a mountaintop, but it was like a right. tip. I don't know, just a little thing sticking up. And it was a, it was all rocks. And we decided that at midnight on the opener, we were going to go to the top and try to find those sheep. Because they just move a lot. Like, don't they? Oh, Didn't, yeah. Did that surprise you? Gosh, they never like, stop moving. And they cover ground so fast. Yeah, so fast compared to what we can even like attempt to cover. So right. we, we, yeah, we we tried to get up there and it just got like, I think cloud cover came in right and it was just like super dark. Like it was not usually you can kind of see. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of visibility. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And so we made it like three quarters of the way to the top, and then we're just like. Uh, it's like way darker than we thought. So then we had to turn around and come back down that stuff in the dark. I uh, had trekking poles flailing at one point because I about tipped off a rock. Oh yeah. I ate it a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. So then we just set up camp and got up the next morning, went up through that saddle and then we found two sheep. And we thought that they were the banana rams that were with the two bigger ones. Cause there was two in there. There was one for sure that was legal. And there was another one that was like right in there. Um, but we were looking at them from a long ways away. So we got to the saddle and a guide West, which is, uh, West Tyrell, which is the, um, he's like one of the owners. I'm pretty sure him and his brother Luke own it. And so he was my guide and he found those two sheep and we snuck into like, I don't know. We were probably 500 yards from, and then they fed to us and we're at 300 and the bigger ones just like never stepped out. Um, so then we were like, all right, we're still good. We've we're in sheep country. Like we're going to have a really good, I mean, we're going to have good hunting days coming up and then everything went to hell. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. We just like set up, set up camp, like set up the tents along, a. Uh, thank God we came down from the top a little ways, because yeah, we, uh, we were out of yeah. the wind a little bit. Yeah, but there was still there was like forty mile an hour gusts, especially where Wes's tent was. He was like, oh, "We almost," I almost told everybody we had to break camp and like go try to find a different spot. And so, yeah, that next morning we were in the clouds for it was the second day of season. We were in the clouds for like most of the day. And then we went on top for the evening. I remember it broke out a little bit and it was just like really cold. But uh, 
we came back down like hoping that it was going to break and the next day we were in the tent the entire day i'm pretty sure yeah it was terrible (laughs) yeah what'd you what'd you think about that jonah's more of a socialite than i am and so it's really sucked for me i could not imagine how bad it sucked for you dude i really didn't anticipate like uh how quickly the the weather can change up there so i never really thought about being trapped in a a single person tent for that period of time and it sucked (laughs) yeah yeah people were were asking me they're like so did you guys just like hang around and like play cards and stuff i'm like no like we all had single person tents like i stared at the roof of my hilleberg for i mean at the end of it it ended up being like six days that we were in the tent for most of the day yeah, with uh, with no seltzer, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was the worst part, probably for Jonah. Is like we you didn't know what an inreach was at the time, and that's my fault. <laughs> well, uh, one will be purchased before I return to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, so I I had my inreach, and so we would just pass that back and forth and like talk to our significant others as much as we could, and then. Um, I rented a sat phone and so that came in handy. We just, um, I think you used that once or twice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, that communication thing there, but we, uh, there was one, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but there was one day we were in the tent. We were pretty close to each other. We could, we were close enough for airdrop. So we were airdropping pictures back and forth to each other. That was pretty good. <laughs> Get on that meme that you sent me. Yeah, dude, the positive mental attitude. There's a, I don't even know I where it. I found that. I got it pulled up right now. It's a panda bear on some sort of horse, just riding the horse back and yeah, forth. Yeah, like a rocking horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> positive mental attitude on it. Oh, dude, it was great. <clears throat> that was great. Yeah. So, God, that was day three of season. We spent the entire day in the tent. And then the next morning, if I remember right, it was like, we spent a decent, you know, like half of the morning, at least in the tent too. And then it started to break and we got out and broke camp. And a lot of it too, that I don't, I think people don't really realize is like, and I don't want to get too ranty, but some people have been telling me like, Oh, well, that's just Alaska for you. That's just Alaska for you. And I'm just like, you haven't even been to Alaska. Like you don't, you don't understand like the <laughs> mental just terror that that can play on you a little bit when you're just like you can't see it's not like it's just raining and we were being little pansies and staying in the tent because it wasn't raining it was the clouds were completely socked in you couldn't see anything like where are you gonna go if you can't see anything like a lot of those rock slides that we were going across like you needed to be able to even see like 200 yards so you could plan your route out and then You know, some of that stuff we went over was like, I mean, cliffs, like we literally had to take our backpacks off and climb down out of there. And like, if it's raining and stuff, do you want to go across that? Hell no. No, ever again. Hopefully not. Not not good. We did get to do a couple of sketchy spots that day that I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, so we broke camp and then things got exciting. Yeah, they did get kind of exciting. So like we made our way across all those cliffs and like the fog and everything was coming in and out. So we'd make it a couple hundred yards and get to a little spot where we wanted to like, you know, glass and make sure to check things really good before we kept going. 
and the clouds would just like come in. And so we would just sit there for a while and then they would go back out and you could see a little bit more, but we finally made our way up. I would say to like the main ridge of that set of mountains where it's like, you know, one it's, you're not just on the finger ridges, like one side goes off one side. And then the other side is like completely off the side of the mountains. Anyways. So we were on top glassed around a little bit. We were in a saddle and we were trying to make it to this, uh, a point that would be pretty much like the best vantage point for where we were in the area. And we made it like, I don't know, a third of the way up. And I looked over and there's four little dots coming around the corner. It probably, I don't know how far was that? 2000 yards. I was going to say it was probably at least three quarters of a mile. I would say. Yeah, it was a long ways. So they were, uh, they were out there coming around the corner and we stopped and, and threw spotting scopes up and uh, there was four rams. Three of them were sublegal. One of them was legal. He had a big chip taken off the top of his horn, which was kind of cool. And he was really long and flared with a lamb tip on one side. And then he was broomed off on the other side. And he looked pretty damn good to me. Um, We looked at him for a long time. You filmed him for a long time. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was a stud. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, he was a good one. So they were like on this little tit, I guess I could say, and then it like went to a saddle and went up to the tip that we were going to, and then where we were was like down the tip into another saddle. So we were looking at him kind of from across a pretty decent drainage, and then we're like, all right, well, they bedded up. We were going to try to make a stock on them. We took off. We had to you know, at that point, we finally got to a place where it looked like it was going to be pretty decent going, like getting up to the top of that little tip. And then they were going to, we were going to be skyline. They were going to see us. So we had to drop back over and we were like on the edge of just this cliffy, nasty stuff, like the whole time on the way up there. And, uh, once we finally got to the top, we couldn't see him, thought they were going to be bedded, couldn't see him. And, uh, I remember we talked about like, do you think they could have fed underneath of us while we were going up? Like we basically passed each other and uh, we finally decided that there was a little bit of a fold around that hill that we just couldn't see him from where we were and they'd still be bedded there. And we, we started walking off the edge of the tip to go to the, to go through the saddle and try to get like up in some rocks and get a shot at these things. And they, uh, we passed each other. And they heard us and came busting out. And I think the, the big one, he stopped, he was in the front, like leading the pack and he stopped for just a second, but, uh, they were at like four fifteen, and I dialed and laid down to shoot, but they never stopped. So that was like, I told my guide, I was like, you know, I've blown a lot of stocks in my day, but that one hurt the worst. That one hurt bad dude so bad and then you know by that time it was like i don't know it was it was 11 o'clock at night like it was getting it was pretty dark by that point we didn't have our packs they were at the top and we had we no got, water with us either <laughs> yeah we didn't have anything like yeah i think we we jumped the gun a little bit on that one i would say like we should have and jonah said it a few times he's like i think we just need to stay back here and like watch and see if we can find them. And we did look 
underneath of us as much as we could but there's just is like it's so steep but it's still a little bit rolly on the steepness that it doesn't take much to hide them things and that's where they were they were like they're probably 200 yards underneath of us at one point yeah like right at the base of the freaking mountain yeah it would have been would have been nice and then we we made our way up to the top and it sucked because it was just like in the dark and we got up to the top and there was frost on our packs and i was like oh this is gonna be miserable and like water was frozen already yeah like water inside the bladders was like frozen and um so we it was supposed to be nice the next day so we set up tents i you guys were using tarp tent uh the double rainbows and i was using the hilleberg neak and I thought it was supposed to be nice the next day. So I just kind of threw my stuff up and then like, I didn't stake things down really hard and like put rocks on top of them or whatever. I just like tied guy lines to rocks and was just like, okay, you know, we're going to be, we're going to get up in the morning. It's going to be nice. We're going to rock dude. We got up in the morning and it was like a freaking hurricane. It was terrible. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I, I actually, I had, I have the photos pulled up from that morning right now. Just kind of reliving that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I looked out, I was getting a little worried about the Hilla at, at one point And I like looked out and saw Jonah's tent almost laid over on its side, just from the wind gusts. And I could just see the outline of your sleeping bag. Yeah. I was and just I was hanging like, on for dear life. <laughs> it was like, holy shit. I was scared to get out. I've, was afraid like everything was going to blow away my uh i had a like a stake to my vestibule and my vestibule kept popping off the stake because i didn't have a rock on it and uh so i just tied it to my pack and then there's like i didn't get i must not have got my one pole all the way in the end of my tent because it popped out a little bit i don't think it broke and popped through it i think it just popped out a little bit so with all the wind and it was like taking my tent all over the place um i freaking had to deal with that i think maybe you saw me like halfway out of the the vestibule on my stomach trying to tie guy lines to rocks and yeah dude it was it was a little bit wild got a little uh i got complacent on that a little bit and just figured it was gonna be nice the next day and then we about got freaking blown off the off the whole face yeah Pretty much we're getting blown right off the side of the mountain. All right, everybody, just wanted to jump in here real quick. Thank our sponsor, Onyx Hunt Maps. One new feature, I just ran the update when I got back from this Alaska trip, and I have folders now. So um, now I can organize things by folder. It's really nice with the um, the ranch in Nebraska. I can have like all my cameras, everything on there. And then I haven't done it yet, but hoping to just be able to send that entire folder um, over to my guide and then he can use it like that. So um, run the new update for sure and check out the new folders. And then if you are interested in Onyx Hunt Maps, season is upon us. No better time to get it than right now. You can get one state for 30 bucks, or all the states is an elite membership for $100. And if you go to the website, onyx hunt, or, um, onyxmaps.com forward slash hunt, Use called Rockcast at checkout. You get 20% off of all that. So go check that out. And I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the story. Yeah, I at one point I was like, uh, 
I said, hey, Wes, what's the plan? And he's like, we got to get out of here before shit starts breaking. So then we had to get out in that stuff. And uh, we like shoved everything in our packs and went off basically back the same way that we came the night before. There was a nice little like bowl and bench. And he was thinking, hey, we'll head down. And if it's really bad, we'll just get into that where it's be like a nice camping spot, get away from the wind and we'll just stay there. So in the meantime, that was the morning that I had a small freak out with myself because I had my inReach while I was pulling inReach weather and it was completely socked in. The wind was blowing hundred miles an hour. I was a little afraid my tent was going to freaking rip apart. And I looked at my inReach weather and it said snow the rest of the week. And I'm like, dude, like I had a little point of like, what the hell are we doing? Like we came all the way up here, had all these high hopes. We're going to sit in a tent in the snow for an entire week. And we're not even going to get a chance to really hunt sheep. And, uh, but then there's like that certain amount of like, I think West told us it was at that point. I think West told us, he's like most, he said most guys by now, he's like, we would have left two days ago. Like after the second little bad, bad, like string of weather, it's like, I think we would have left then, but dude, where are you going to go? Yeah. It's not like you can, you can hop in the plane and even get out of there because the plane can't land. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like, cool. You go back down to an airstrip or, you know, the airstrip we came in on, there's no way in hell. Like you have to have a really nice day to get in on that ridge where he landed. Right. And, um, and then, you know, there was the option of walking, you know, quite a bit further to the river. Well, he flew you to the river to swap you over to somebody else when they were trying to pull us out. And uh, that was a long ways. It have been an extra two or three days of walking, I bet you. Yeah, dude, that screw is. that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, where are you going to? Yeah. And even you get down at the river and then you're just stuck on the river looking at the mountain that you could have been on. I don't know. So, I mean, there was, what do you do? You just, you sit there and you just grind it out. So that's what we did. One of my favorite lines that Jonah ever said, I think it was that morning. He was like, we'd, we laid there most of the day and he's like, I'm going to need a chiropractor when we get home and probably (laughs) a psychiatrist. (laughs) Uh, It was brutal. It was brutal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was like it you know it really was everybody has been in that situation they're like yeah they can definitely relate to it and uh yeah it was it was pretty brutal so that morning everything was like freaking almost blowing down around us so we packed our stuff up went back down the way we came and we actually got below the clouds for a little bit and we were we just glassed most of the day so that was like nice at least in the afternoon we could see because your told your mentality, like mine anyways, totally changes when you can see something. Just to um, see the sun was like very uplifting. Yeah, yeah. It like, was it was wild. I don't think I've ever been on a hunt where there was that many like roller coasters like that. Yeah, it was uh I mean, even Wes saying like he's been guiding his entire life. He's like, I haven't dealt with weather this bad during sheep season. I'm like, oh man, this must be pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said that before that, like on the opener, 
they he has spent like two days in a tent because of weather and now we were on like day four of yeah of just like nasty weather and you couldn't hunt and like but dude just the total like the positivity around everything like i especially like you kept me going because oh absolutely (laughs) there was i think we probably kept a we kept each other going because there was times where like if it if people would have been negative it would have been way more miserable if if the negative person on that hunt like something bad might have happened seriously i would (laughs) yeah yeah seriously oh my gosh yeah it was just a total mental mind f and uh so like we got down we got to glass that afternoon which is kind of nice we saw a ram he wasn't he wasn't legal, um, but, you know, our guide was like, trust me, I really want to go down there and just shoot that sucker, but he's like, we can't, and he's like, he's in a really good spot, too, so we we stayed up there. Well, then, looking at our inreaches, it's, you know, they were talking like 50-mile-an-hour winds and snow and crazy stuff, so we dropped down into this bowl to get, you know, anticipating like the weather is going to be awful the next day. And so, like, we get down there and set up camp. Well, there's, like, it goes down off the top, goes into this little bowly bench thing that did have some water on it, and then it went down again to um, the, the creek bottom. We were talking about going down to the creek bottom, and then we saw freaking Grizz and two cubs. The land of milk and honey. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We kept saying we're going to, the land of milk and honey is going to be all the sheep. And, uh, I don't think we, uh, we didn't see a sheep in there after that, that, no. uh, that one with the notched, the notched horn that we, that we blew off. Um, but yeah, so we like got down in that thing. We, we, the Grizz and two cubs, dude, the, that sow was freaking big. Yeah. She was like a I truck. Mean, that it was crazy. That was the first grizzly I've ever seen. And I could not believe how big she was. Dude. Yeah, it was crazy. She was so big. Um, so yeah, we watched them for a little while and just hoped that they didn't come our direction. We watched the cubs, like the cubs were playing with, like they were damn big bears too. Like, but they were the cubs and they were playing with a caribou shed. And you got some good footage of that, I think. I've got some decent footage for my phone. I'll have to yeah, that was throw up on cool. the page. That was pretty cool. Yeah, dude, they're just like kids, you know, like they'd wrestle with each other for a little while. And then like one would take the caribou shed and the other one would be like, F off, man. And he would just like grab it with one paw and just like yank it away from the other one. It was super, (laughs) it was super cool. And we got to watch them for, for quite a while. And Wes just wanted to watch and like see which direction they were going because the wind was in our face. And if they were going to go up on the bench, I mean, at that, I was like, how much of a worry is this? And he's like, well, we don't really have anywhere else to go. Like, <laughs> so we're just going to go there. And I, I'm pretty sure it was you that asked, um, like, what do we say if she comes in? Like, if she comes into camp? and <laughs> Or maybe it was the other Wes that asked, I don't know. But Guide Wes was like, there's a fucking bear should suffice. <laughs> should suffice or some shit. Oh my god, dude, it's so funny. It's like, what do we say if she comes in? He's like, ah, there's a fucking bear. 
Yeah. I remember him asking you, he's like, you guys going to be able to sleep? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to be able to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And I asked or I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to take some leave PM. And, uh, and our packer was like, do you think that's a good idea? Like you can't hear him. You, you won't be able to hear her when she comes in. I was like, maybe I don't want to hear her. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't have a gun with me. So I was, I remember when you sent your tent up, I was like, I'm staying as close to Jordan as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. And dude, we, we made like quite the fortress that when we set our tents up, like we set them up very strategically for where the wind was supposed to be coming through. We put giant ass rocks on all of our stakes. We like had everything. I think you said it too. Like you had everything also like neat and tidy in your tent, just like ready to stay in there all day. Oh yeah. We were preparing for friggin' hurricane. <laughs> yeah. And then we woke up the next morning and Wes goes, Jordan, it's nice outside. And I like pop my head out of my little vestibule and I'm like, you could see there was a little bit of snow on the top, but like you could see. And so we were like, all right, let's go. Like got up, uh, made some coffee. Dude, we, I will say, what do you, what did you think about their food situation? I mean, I, I thought it was great. I mean, oh, it, they yeah. really could cater to anybody, you know? Just, yeah, they, it was awesome. I mean, I love houses, obviously. I, that was pretty exciting for me. I'm like, oh, I get a nice warm mountain house every night. And then we can just snack our way through the rest of the day. Chicken teriyaki. Chicken teriyaki. Yep. That was the winner. Even uh, when you use, you were in the Marine Corps for a little while. And even those, yeah. uh, those MREs with the chicken teriyaki was your go-to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, uh, later in the trip, I found out about beef stroganoff. That's, that's probably the new go-to. Yeah. He sends me, I was in the store and I have a, like, there's a little store. I brought Sour Patch Kids with me and there's a little story about Sour Patch Kids too. And, uh, they were a big hit. So I bought like 10 boxes of Sour Patch Kids and I mailed them like up to our guide. And I <clears throat> sent a picture to Jonah, told him what he was, what I was doing. He sent me a picture of hamburger helper, helper beef stroganoff. And it was just like, it's the new favorite. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Dude, it was, <clears throat> it was hilarious. But uh, yeah, they brought, I don't know, seven sleeves of bagels probably. And like a whole log of summer sausage, um, jalapeno cheese summer sausage for every day we were there. Uh, bricks of cheese. When they started, when our packer started bringing stuff out of his pack, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yes. He had a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot of stuff in there. It was hilarious. So we ate really good. And then our guide had a deal where he's like, whenever we cross a major water source it's just a tradition of mine that we stop and have a cup of coffee and i'm like dude they paired us up perfectly so <laughs> we uh yeah so we'd have coffee all the time it was it was pretty awesome so we anyways like that morning we wrap up all of our stuff go up to the saddle and as we get to the saddle the the uh, clouds also get to the saddle so then I brought my sheep tarp and that proved to be 
a pretty damn good piece of equipment that I threw in. And we all four huddled underneath that thing for the entire day and just shivered and talked. And that's pretty much it. Just like waited for the weather to break. And if I remember right, it did break. And that this would have been, that would have been on the 16th when that happened. So that was, yeah, day, day six of season. So we weren't in our tents, but we were weathered in damn near the whole day. And uh, then we decided that the inReach said it was going to be nicer the next day, I think. And so uh, at least the wind wasn't supposed to be so bad. So back to the top we went. We set up camp pretty much where we had set up camp when we almost got blown off the top. And uh, we were a little bit more strategic about it, put big-ass rocks on all of our tents. We were all pretty close together. And the next morning we woke up and it was snowing or it had snowed. Um, and, uh, and then it was still like pretty like in and out of clouds. It finally broke. I don't know, like 10 o'clock. Like that's one thing we didn't even wake up to like nine, 10 o'clock in the morning most days. Yeah. And that was just cause like, Gosh, sometimes you were going to bed at three o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you were going to bed at like five o'clock in the afternoon. It seemed like, um, just kind of depending on what the, what the situation was. So I went out to glass off the side that we had came, we had came from at the very beginning. Um, I could kind of see back down towards the airstrip and I, looked over basically like two saddles away from us, but on the main ridge and I saw two sheep asses go over. So I went back, told Wes what I saw. He's like, all right, let's, that's where we want to go anyways, basically. So let's just wrap all of our stuff up right now and head over there. So we went over there, the rocks were all snowy. And so that was sketch. Our packer fell once. I didn't see that whole thing. Did you see the whole thing go down? Yeah, he ate it pretty good, and he actually scared me. Like, I was worried about him for a minute, but he got up and kept trucking. Yeah, yeah, I was also worried about it. And then he was in the back of all of us, and I think you were afraid he was going to slide into you at one point, and then that was going to probably tip tip you into me, and then it could have been bad. Yeah, to mention that, too, he, he was struggling with some leg problems or his ankles or something, so he was kind of grinding the whole time yeah he was having like boot issues i think it's just like where the boots were flexing it was like hitting the top of his toes i know exactly what he's i know exactly what he means yeah 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 it'd be awful so So uh, snow covered rocks yeah made our way across that stuff and uh found some rams they were all little and then found going from one saddle to the other across this like rock face, there was a major trail. And I don't know what sheep made those, whether it was the little ones or not, but we got on that trail and went across it. And that was pretty damn good. Like that was, that was easy. That going. Was cool. Yep. We get to this next saddle. Everything's opening up. Like seems like it's going to get better. And then dude, the clouds came back in, started snowing sideways. And I was just like, God dang it. Like, seriously, we we're like, we we're just getting to the point where, and I think it was at that point too, it started snowing. Wes is like, we're going to have to start 
you know, talking about our exit strategy too, because that was, that was the 16th and we flew out the morning of the 19th. So there's two days there and you're like a pretty damn solid day away from the airstrip. So like that was kind of, that was a low. Yeah. We thought (laughs) that was a low point. I would say. I mean, it was just constant kicking the balls after kicking the balls, you know? Dude, I kept talking about, what did I call it? Like the lollipop effect or whatever. Like it would clear up just enough to where you could like, you would just start glassing and then it would just, and it seemed like it was going to be okay. And then it would just fucking come back in, take it all away. Yeah. And it was absolute mental mind F. Right. Um, and at that point, we're like starting to feel the pressure, like, hey, we got to make this happen, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we're up on this ridge. I think before that, snow rolled in. Wes found four rams, probably they were like three, two miles away from us, like as the crow flies. Yeah. The, the rangefinder on the bottles wasn't really picking them up. So they're a ways away. Yeah. Yeah. They were a long ways. So, and, that far away couldn't really see in the spotting scope well then it kind of it started to lift and we were talking about those rams too like we had to cross the valley to get to them so that means going back into the brush line which is not that much fun and crossing a creek and then coming back out of the brush line and then climbing to them and then that would still put us on the other side of the valley from the airstrip that we had to cross again so there was a little bit of talk there of like can we even make it from where we are to the sheep and back to the airstrip by eight o'clock the morning of the 19th uh, to get picked up? Cause that was like a pretty hard time and date that like we need, this is where we need to get picked up from. And like, this is what time it needs to happen. Cause our charter flight back to Fairbanks was also on the 19th. Like it was, it was all right. pretty stacked in there. It was decision time. Oh Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we decided, like, we talked it over. We were already up in sheep country. And Wes is like, I mean, there's sheep up here. Like, you know, we've seen sheep up here, but we have four rams across the valley from us that he's like, I'm pretty sure there's two of them that really need a close look because from that far, he could see, like, some mass down by their chin. And he's like, usually that's a pretty good sign because you can just about imagine how long a land t- a lamb tip is, you know, based on just how much mass you can see, um, you know, down by his jawline. So he felt, he felt good about it. And I was like, dude, if we sit up here, like we might find a sheep, but we know that those ones are there and we're going to sit up here and wish we would have at least tried it. And I was like, we're putting all of our eggs in that basket, but if we try it and we, screw it up or they move off or something like at least we gave it our last shot right i remember i remember wes he was like you know i'm not sure about this he was kind of pondering it i remember you like i asked you about it and you're like we're freaking going dude (laughs) yeah yeah i think that like you know and later too talking to him he was like you know how awesome it was to hunt with people my age that could like we could go because he was talking about even like going from the, the top to the saddle to the top to the saddle and down to the land of milk and honey and back up and like doing that. We did that like three times. Right. He's like just the reality of a sheep hunt and how much it costs. Like most of the time when people go, like their bodies aren't 
ready for that. So he's like, you right. can't even ask a client to go to do that. So he's like, after what we had gone through, you know, even sitting in the tent, you know, we talked about, we've slept enough that we could stay up for like freaking three days at that point, it still takes like a toll on the body and just what you're doing. Um, so yeah, I think that was some of like the pondering back and forth as he was like, are you guys even up for it? You know? And I was like, give her, give her some hell. Like we're going and he West goes like, fuck it. We're going like, we're trying it. So that was five o'clock that afternoon when we found him, when we left and we went down this Ridge. Um, we didn't go really straight to him. You really can't in that country. Like you just, you have to pick the best way. So we made like a basically half circle to him. And, uh, I remember one of the funny parts, we were like walking down this Ridge and we, Wes and I are like looking over to our right at the sheep and we're, I think Joe, you asked where they were and I pointed to them and you're like, Oh, well, that's good news. Cause I thought they were on the back one. And that would have been so far. <laughs> I, I was like, I have no idea how we're going to get over there with the time period that we have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even, even where we were going was a lot closer than you thought. We didn't know if we could get there, you know? Oh, absolutely. And we, I mean, we covered that ground. Like it was time to go. We all knew it was time to go and we kicked it into a whole different gear, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So we wanted to keep as much, you know, eye contact or keep our eyes on them as much as we could. So we went down this long Ridge. We get to like the very end of the Ridge. We look over and Wes goes, what the hell? He's like, they're all running. And so we all like stop and we got them in binoculars, whatever. And they're like running away from us, but like also around. And he's like, what the hell are they doing? Well, I thought they were leaving. So I was just in the mother effort stage again. I'm just like, dude, we seriously cannot catch a break. Like what in the hell? And, and, uh, then they start like running around in circles and they're like headbutting each other and stuff. And Jonah's like, what, did, what the hell are they doing? And Wes is like, they seem to have a domestic disturbance. <laughs> Like, a domestic dispute said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh it is so funny and then they kind of like hung out and milled around he didn't know if they like ran into a freaking swarm of bees or some shit and they were chasing him it was really weird he's like i don't think they he's like even if they see us like we're not walking towards them and we're a long ways we're like i think my rangefinder picked it up that time it was like 2400 yards or something like that yeah yeah it was it was a ways so we are like all right here we go we drop down into the brush line um start you know going through the we were going through the alders and whatnot and then the permafrost um it was like walking on pillows and then we got down to the creek bottom crossed the creek stopped um drank some water and then like started working our way back up and that was a steep bastard right off that the, oh man the crick it was it was as steep i mean it was as steep as you could you could get like if you were right. you know walking up it and it was all that cushy that cushy it's basically like the permafrost but it's like walking on right. pillows that was all hands and knees climbing there for a, mo a while yeah yeah it was 
then we like made our way up and then we were in like really thick stuff it reminded me of like Kodiak and uh we were joking like Wes has he was running a Barney's pack and he's not very big so he has this big square Barney's pack that's completely full and then you have his little legs so his brother called him Spongebob so we were rolling with that I remember he fell in front of me one time and he was like bouncing off the alders <laughs> like trying to get his legs back under him i was like spongebob down but like that's like an inside joke that probably we're the only ones that are gonna laugh at but like that mentality got us through this whole thing yeah and just joke you know that was miserable and at one o'clock in the morning we were a thousand yards from him and that was pretty it was cool. cold oh my god <laughs> yeah that was the coldest night of my life (laughs) yeah dude like we just we were on a steep ass hill and we just threw our sleeping bags on the ground and got in them and stayed as warm as we could but we were all like laying up against rocks so we didn't fall down the hill (laughs) yeah yeah and so we were there for we got up at 4 30 west said he set his alarm for 3 30 um i poked my head out at like four and it was still pretty dark and finally at like 4 30 it was it was really starting to lighten up and we like threw some stuff at Wes and and he like freaking just like squirms his way out of his sleeping bag and he like pops his head out and he goes sweet <laughs> and it was like lighting up we could see so he gets out starts putting his stuff on I put my boots on they're freaking completely frozen and Wes wakes you up and you're just like I think it's a good thing he woke me up because I think I was about to die of being cold. Yeah, I was I was really cold. He's like, dude, you need to go run. So I'm like running up and down the mountain trying to get my body restarted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. Like you'd go down and then try to run back up. It was it was just a cold, it was a cold, miserable bastard, like yeah, 90% of the trip. I remember and, uh, he was talking to me and I was trying to tie my boots and like, I couldn't even process how to tie my boots. I was so cold. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like, I know that cold where like your fingers, like the, your hands just like don't work, especially when you're trying to do little stuff, like you're trying to button your pants or something like just <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything goes to hell. <laughs> yeah. Side yeah. story. Yeah. Side story. Um. So yeah, we like, get all of our stuff on and then we west finds them they start getting up and they're making their way over to this big ass rock pile and then they're going around the rock pile into a fold in the hill so we're like perfect like this is the time we need to move and there was always one little bastard that was staying on top of the ridge and was blocking us from moving so then we're all like we were all looking forward to moving and being able to warm up a little bit and they had us pinned there for a long time and i remember my feet like when i put them out of my sleeping bag they weren't frozen i could still feel them when i put them into my boots they froze and then they thawed again and there was a little bit there we were sitting i was like holy shit my toes might fall off yeah it was miserable so Finally, they all like bet out onto this rock point and Wes is like, we got to go, man. Like we, so we made like this, got behind the hill, went up and there was just enough terrain on that hillside. 
that we could, I mean, mountainside, basically we had to climb like probably halfway up the mountain, um, to get about where we thought their level was and then work our way across. And we, it took us quite a while for the approach. And we, uh, <clears throat> came from my perspective anyways, there was this big gap in the rock and Wes poked his head through there. And he's like, he, at first he didn't say anything. And so I'm like, Oh shit, they're gone. Like they left, they heard us, whatever. Cause you can't exactly be as quiet as you want to be going across those rocks. Like right. every time I would move a rock, I'd be like, God damn it. Yeah. And, um, so, and then he just freezes and he motions me to come up there and he pokes his head back and he goes hundred yards. And that's where I think you should take over the story on, from your perspective. So, yeah, we pop over the hill and I think Wes and I probably saw him right at the same time. I was like, oh my God, they're right here. And, uh, he said to you, he's like right here, Jordan and flopped down on the rock and, I think at that point, he was trying to identify which was the biggest ram, right? Yeah, I had, like, we had looked at him a lot before we left. Like, he was, they were they were on the rock, and he would have me look in the scope, and he'd be like, okay, there, see this one, how he has, a, you know, this feature, and he has a big, dirty spot on his butt, and, like, trying to be like, if it happens fast, like, these are the things to look for. And there was two legal rams in there and they were both nice. Um, they were both just like a little bit different. And okay. I was like, dude, whichever, if you tell me second from the left, I'm shooting the second from the left. Like I don't like pick for me. Don't give me right. an option at the time. Just pick for me. Right. I don't give a shit. And um, so, yeah, that's what I was on the second one. And he was trying to make sure I really liked one of them had the flaring lamb tips and that's something that like a feature that I really like in sheep. So he was trying to figure out which one of those was that one. And so we went from the, I knew the second from the front was legal. And then he told me, he's like third from the front is the one you want. Yeah. And so I was on him for a long time and they were, I don't know how much everything kind of sped up for me, but how long do you think they were in front of us? Mm. I mean, thinking about it as much as I have, it's like a blur, you know, just when you get to that moment. But I would say we were probably watching them for at least two or three minutes before the shot. Yeah, yeah, I would say. And they were just in this tiny little fold in the hill. Um, and we didn't have, I mean, it was like 300 yards across, maybe 350. Yeah. And so we didn't have, and they were lining out. I don't think... You know, Wes said one of the small ones looked up at him when he poked his head through the rocks, but they weren't like, they were just moving out like we'd seen sheep move all, well, you know, two days out of the week, I guess. Um, right. They weren't like running, but they were moving away from me. And I'm just like, dude, these things are going to, they're going to, we got so close and these things are going to freaking be butt towards me the entire time. And they're going to get, right. out, they're going to get out of here. I remember and, uh, him. He, he's just calling off ranges. He's like third Ram 120, third Ram 150, third Ram 180. And then what did you stop him at? Or he turned broadside at 220, 230? Yeah, I think it was 220. And he was like real pretty hard quartering. But I was like, dude, this is my shot. Like, yeah. it's 220. Yeah. I'm on a rock, pretty steady. Um, 
I wasn't prone, but I was like on my knees and had my bipod up on a rock. And, uh, I knew with that drop, like my turret was at hundred yards. I didn't change it. He was, yeah, he like quartering away 220 and I <clears throat> just put it a little bit high on his last rib and squeezed her off. And I think he's just, he's just said, he's like, good hit, good hit. And he was like high stepping around the rocks and falling over and all this shit. And then he, I think I ended, did I end up shooting three times or four times? I want to say it was three times. I know we, you said four, but I think looking at the footage, it was only, it was three shots. Yeah. So I shot three times. So he, he went broadside again and Wes is like, he's going to die. And I was like, oh, I want to shoot him again. Like freaking, I'm going to blaze away and until he's down. Like I don't want him to get yeah. away. And he was uh, dead so after the first shot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That first shot came out like right in his armpit and pretty big exit hole like it took some matter with it too and yeah like he wasn't he wasn't gonna go far but i was like dude if he's still on his feet we've come this far like right. if he would have gone over that little hill i'd have been sick um so yeah he he was broadside i shot again and i just not just in the moment you know i just wanted to get another shot into him i still hadn't dialed and i didn't hold um for how far he was by that point he was like at 150 or he was at 250 and i shot again and i think i just hit under him and hit a rock um then he went behind he was still like just stumbling around went behind a little bush i ranged the bush i dialed for 250 and then i i shot him right in the shoulder and he went right down um but and then that was it and that was it was crazy like and after remember, like all that hell we went through, yeah, it was badass. I remember when you took that shot and we all knew like he's dead. Like nobody said anything, you know, you just stayed on him through the scope and we're like, I think we were all just like, oh my God, you know, we, we actually did it. We actually did it. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> it was like a crazy, there was like an adrenaline dump. There was like the amount of. Uh, like weight that goes off your shoulders is like holy shit dude it was yeah all three was, of us i think we're in tears <laughs> i know yeah we were definitely at the end of it because we were just like holy shit we worked our ass off and i i was watching you sent me like the video where it's like after the shot and whatever and i was watching it with leah last night and that's freaking awesome. yeah it was just like yeah, it was just badass. And, uh, and yeah, and how hard those guys worked for us. Like, and you too, like, you went step for step for, with me and never complained. Like, there was times you were like, I don't like heights. Like, fuck, <laughs> we're going to die up here. I said we were going to die up here a couple times. I was like, holy shit, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at that point, especially looking back, like, as easily as, we could have said, no, we're not up for the stock. Like, let's stay up here. Wes could have said, we're not going to make it. Like, if he didn't feel like going all the way over there and trying it, um, if he was like, I just want to be over, you know, have this shit be over. Let's go back to the airstrip. He could have said that, you know, he could have right. been like, we're not going to make it. And he didn't. He's like, I don't know. It's going to be close, but fuck it. Like, let's go. Yeah. Let's try it. 
And like that says a hell of a lot about a guide, especially that was, I ended up shooting that Ram on the morning of the eighth day of season. And that, at that point we'd been 10 nights in the field, I think. You're right. And, and leading uh, up to that, we were without sleep for like, for, I mean, other than crashing on a rock here and there, you know, we, we were grinding. Yeah, it was absolute, it was an absolute grind and we weren't even done yet. You know, we like got over to the sheep, got our hands on them and, and took pictures. And then we didn't bring our packs with us when we went up there. Cause like we talked about it before we left, but like some of our shit was scattered and because we got in in the dark and we we're just like, sometimes you got to go. And I think this is a time, like we just got to go. I think we both said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go so we, light and freaking move. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we went back, got our packs, went back to the sheep, got them all taken care of divvied up between all of us. I'm doing a full body mount. So we, we went through that, did the whole, um, did a full body cape and then loaded them on, went back down to our packs where we started, loaded everything up, looked at where the airstrip was and was like, all right, here we go. And that was like, I bet it was three miles, probably as we, two and a half miles as we walked. At least. Would you say? <laughs> Yeah, yeah at least it took down us, up down up down up yeah dude and it was like all through the brush line and then but like we all had heavy packs when i put my pack on i was like oh shit like i don't know if i could do this like i might have bitten off more than i can chew here like holy shit and so i remember texting leah and i was like my pack is heavy as shit i think i have like 80 pounds like i'm gonna make it but that I might've bitten off more than I can chew type of deal. And so we like went down your pack was heavy as shit. I think the guy took like all the food and like a lot of the heavy stuff. And then he split the meat with the packer and, uh, we all took off and I think Leah was just going to bed. So I think we left at like eight o'clock that night. Yeah. And, we, and our pickup was at 8 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it seems like we'd have plenty of time to get there, but that was it was a bitch. Like it was. It was a bitch. And like we had quite a bit of a climb that last little bit. And it was all like through the trees. So you're like, yeah, this big ass wide pack on that's too way too much weight that one should be carrying, probably. And yeah. we're like trying to duck under brush and like go through brush and things are hanging up. And then like, we're all starting to get tired. And there was a certain amount, like Jonah and I were like, fuck, dude, we just got to keep going. Like we, every 30 minutes or so we'd stop and sit down and take a break. And like, that was okay. But especially that last time, like I about couldn't stand up with one leg and I'm like, yeah you guys, if we sit down again, like I'm fucking not getting back up. Like somebody's going like, to have to pick my pack up at that point. I was like, let's just get this over with, please. Yeah. Just like, let's go. And then, um, Wes had dropped a marker, um, like a GPS point on the Ridge, but the, the, uh, so at one point we were like, we're 200 yards from it. We're 200 yards from the point, but then we were probably, still like another quarter mile from the airstrip and we couldn't see <laughs> like it was dark as shit 
we finally got in. I know I just looked at my a picture I took with the ram in the tent, and it was three o'clock in the morning. I think when we finally made it. Oh, <laughs> dude, and it was just. I remember thinking multiple times. I was like, I'm never fucking doing this again. Like, <laughs> this is awful. And uh, so yeah, then we like finally got there, unloaded everything. Uh, Wes boiled up a little some a few chunks of meat in the jet boil and we tried it and ate a mountain house and we went to bed and uh i remember i was like in a daze and i heard something coming and i was like there's a boat like it sounds like there's a boat coming and then i opened my eyes and i was like where the hell am i and then you know like gathered my thoughts and it was luke coming in and he was just on the way he landed, he didn't like go around us. He just like came right in. So he had, um, he had his plane idled, idled back quite a bit. So it like sounded like a distant boat, I guess, but he landed, not a single one of us were up and ready. And, uh, I got up and, and Wes got up and yeah, then Luke, uh, and I would like to know it's a freaking bluebird, sunny ass, no wind day at this point and I'm just like you've got to freaking be kidding me which was kind of good because the other alternative was walking to the river and that would have taken forever yes so we uh he he took you first and he had another plane waiting down at the river so it was a short shuttle to get you there and then um that pilot was taking you back to the lodge and then Luke came back and got me um when he picked you up (laughs) when he picked you up he brought in supplies for the other guys because it was way colder than anybody was like imagining and and they didn't have that much clothes with them so they luke brought a whole bunch of stuff for them he brought a half a case of pbr and uh after i feel bad you didn't get to enjoy this with us but we cracked cracked open a beer that's the first question i asked when i got back to the lodge i was like where's the beer (laughs) (laughs) oh hell yeah (laughs) Yeah, so we like cracked open a beer at 8 a.m. And uh, we just like sat there and was talking about it. Luke got back and we were all just like s- standing on the ridge, like telling him how we came across and how the whole thing went down and whatever. And at the time, you know, sitting there drinking a beer, I was like, you know, really wasn't that bad. Right. But, but yeah, it was bad at the time. And uh, so then we got, we got shuttled back. And at that point, so, I was one hunter, but we booked this for two hunters and the other hunter was Daniel Horner, um, which is a, he's a professional three gun guy, like legitimately the greatest shooter in the world currently, I believe. And, um, and so he was with his own camera crew and one of the other guys from SIG and another guide. And I, they had went through the same thing that we did and, and a lot more, I should really get Daniel on to tell that story. Cause I think it was pretty crazy. Um, he was leaving to go on the stock on the Ram that he killed when they got the news that I killed mine. So we killed him with in like an hour of each other, which was kind of yeah. cool. And, uh, yeah, so we got back and, and unloaded all of our stuff and, I just started deboning as much meat as I could to fit in the, in Ziploc bags 
to just to try to get home because our charter was coming in pretty damn soon after that and all the rest of the guys got back and and we packed up our stuff and pretty much came right home our charter left went to fairbanks um big thanks to my buddy nick mookie who came and picked us up and like took us to dinner basically took us to his house like let us use his house take showers whatever we can kind of decompress and then um our flights left at like 1 a.m and 2 a.m i think and we started started coming home and that's it and that's the story that's the story i don't know how yeah how uh how would you sum it up I think I think you did a pretty dang good job. Um, I don't know. It's just put that one in the books, you know. Yeah. Let's go do it yeah, again. Would you do it again? <laughs> oh yes. If you get another sheep, uh, if you get another opportunity at a sheep, I want it. Hell yeah. Actually, this Hell. week in Deer Camp, the company I'm working with, I was like, "You guys ever want me to go kill a sheep? You let me know." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Jonah's like, freaking, I don't know about the sheep hunting shit like most of the time. And then, like, I got the ram and he's just, he goes, Can I touch it? <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, dude, touch it. And then it was like, I don't know, later the next day, Jonah's just like, Big sheep guy. Big like, sheep guy. Yeah. Oh, dude. It, it was fun. It was, it was a freaking blast. I think there's been a few people that have asked if I was serious on the whole, well, my pack weight deal. Jonah can confirm it was 102 when we waited. Oh, absolutely confirm. And I think 102 is light because not everything was in there that she was carrying. Well, it was bullshit. And we should talk <laughs> about the, the, I didn't know at the time. I legitimately thought it was like 80 pounds just based off of like some L clothes that I've taken and weighed after that. And um, my, your feet were the same way. Like, I couldn't feel my toes for probably a week, a pretty good week and a half, a week anyways. And then when they were coming back, there was like shooting pain down my toes. Didn't really know what that was. Kind of scared me because I hadn't had that before. You had the same thing. Right. It was, it was terrible. (laughs) I told you just before we got on this podcast, man, my feet still hurt. Yeah, my feet do too. And we had like equipment wise, I'm going to go through that. I'm going to do a, like a part two on equipment stuff. And I'll mention some of the, the things that you use too, but you had those, uh, the crispy Brixel boots, which worked out really well for you. Looking back, I probably should have had the same boots. Just they, um, cosmetically, like they held up better than my sleigh was did. Um, I, I can't say good enough things about those boots. I really can't. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Another big, like, monumental thing I think you found on this trip was, like, trekking poles. Trekking poles. Yeah, I'm never doing a hunt again like that without trekking poles. Like, yeah, that I, was... I probably want to get a little better, some better ones, but, I mean, any trekking pole is going to be a huge plus for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I used, like, I remember when we were leaving the ridge going on that hunt, or going, like, on the, the big stock where we killed him, we, uh, you like slipped on a rock. It was, it was just like rained all day. There was like this mossy type stuff that grows on these rocks and it's like Velcro when it's dry, but when it's wet it is slicker than hell. 
and Jonas slipped slipped on one and like slid down this rock and he's like this he's like it's like a goddamn slip and slide and then (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like these trekking poles have saved my life probably five times yeah seriously seriously yeah yeah it was nuts but dude it was an absolute blast i'm so glad that uh that things worked out the way that they did and you got to go with us yes thank you again jordan that i'm like yeah dude totally totally hooked on sheep hunting now and definitely want to pursue that down the road oh yeah yeah dude um i'm filming you when you go because yeah it was it was an absolute blast and like we just laughed and like it was the it was the funnest most miserable trip i have ever been a part of seriously uh, yeah, dude, I've I've talked to Wes a little bit since we've been back. I don't think I told you they the next hunter that went in, they had another like awful string of weather for the next 10 days. Oh no. Yeah, it was basically the same thing. Like we got out in a little bit of a window. And uh they got on that ram that had the broken that we blew out. Yeah. And he said that they got I think pretty damn close to it and then it he said it wandered out of the hunter's range. So that's freaking yeah but uh yeah sounds like sounds like it was it was pretty awful um there was one guy that flew in about the same time well when he flew in on the plane that we were flying out of um i talked to him he knew i was going to be up there and um i talked to him a little bit and he kind of debriefed me on his trip he ended up getting a sheet but i think it was the same it was the same thing they they hunted like two days or three days out of the 11 and it was just miserable. So I know that it was just a, it was just a hell of a time up there in the brooks this year for the early, the early season stuff when the sheep season is usually pretty damn nice. I think it was awful. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. We, we unloaded a four wheeler out of the caravan that came to get us. That was funny that was cool and uh and then yeah we that's it we came home so now i'm just he just got the sheep just got sealed um i'm not sure when i'm going to be able to get him back i brought the hide back with me so that's going to go to the taxidermist here pretty quick um we've ate the meat or some of it anyways and it's been it's been like phenomenal it's a lot like whitetail tender wise and um yeah it's badass that's awesome yeah well again thank you for letting me be a part of that that's definitely a hunt i will never forget i mean we get to do some pretty cool stuff but that was that's one that i'll tell my kids about one day (laughs) yeah yeah dude absolutely it was yeah it was a blast um positivity wise you kept me going for most of it so i thank you for that and um yeah, yeah dude it was just uh yeah, it was a hell of a good time, and you took some badass pictures and videos. Not sure when that video is going to be out. I think that's unclear right now. Um, but I have all the pictures, and I've been posting as many of them as I can. And uh, I know I'm yeah. really excited to share some here down the road. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 man, it's been awesome. So, yeah, that pretty much sums up the uh, sums up the sheep trip. And dude, I just thank you for hopping on with me and re recapping some of the stuff absolutely absolutely sweet dude 